May only truth be spoken and truth received. Amen. When I read the text for today, I groaned. (laughs) It's one of those. (laughs) This lectionary passage touches parts of my life that I would rather not go to. So why can't we be like the evangelical church and I can choose a topic or something? Now I know that Jesus is speaking in hyperbole, but we are so good at taking this literally. And when I do take it literally, I don't like it. For someone who has lusted after Johnny Depp for many years, I do not like this passage. (laughs) I should be blind by now many times over. For someone who has had murderous thoughts about a whole host of people, some of whom are in this room, I really don't like this passage. (laughs) I should be burning in hellfire by now. But more seriously, as a divorced and married woman, I am causing my husband Stephen to commit adultery and I am committing it myself. So I don't like this passage. But then if I try and make sense of it in my own life, it sounds all too easily as though I am trying to manipulate the text and make excuses for my own behavior, trying to justify my actions. So I really don't like this passage. I did try and see if there was someone, who, someone else who would take this Sunday, but I was not quite so lucky. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Just to be very clear... Jesus is not speaking literally. He is not speaking literally. He is exaggerating a situation to make a point and to get a message across. I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate. It's that kind of thing. Now, placing any piece of scripture in context is always a good idea. So this gospel reading is after the Beatitudes, where Jesus has told the disciples the ones who followed him up the hillside, that he is bringing a new way of life. The way of life that is right now is not, is not the way it, was, it is supposed to be. Those who mourn will not be left to their own devices. They will be comforted. Those who are at the end of their rope can now experience more of God's action in their lives. The oppression that is being felt under the rule of the Romans is not the way that God wanted their life to be. Jesus is saying, I am bringing a new way. And if you understand that, caring for one another and upholding and uplifting those who are weaker, then you will change the way that society functions. If you can grasp that it is by loving your neighbor as you love yourself, then your life will be changed by it. And we will have the kingdom of heaven right here. Jesus then goes on to tell them that their very substance as a human being is good, useful, and unchangeable. They are to be light and salt in a dark and tasteless world. He then tells them that the law will remain until it is fulfilled. The present Dalai Lama I like him. He said, know the rules well. 
so that you can break them effectively. And this is where I see Jesus going with this. Jesus said, You have heard it said in ancient times, you shall not murder. But I say to you, go far and beyond not murdering people. Don't be judgmental. Don't be hating other people. Be a nice person. If you have an argument with someone, go and sort it out. Don't come to church all pious when you have an issue with someone. Go kiss and make up and do it for real. Let forgiveness be a marker of who you are. Just a sidestep for a second, a little piece of liturgical trivia. It is for this reason, this passage and this reason, that we share God's peace before we join around the communion table, so that you can reconcile with those who are around you before you bring your offering to the altar. Back to the main point. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, go far and beyond not committing adultery. Don't be lecherous. Men and women are not to be objectified or traded in for a better model. Seek the value in each human life. It is not becoming of you as a fellow human being to treat a person in that way. You have heard it said, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, don't swear an oath at all. Go far and beyond needing to make an oath. Simply follow through with what you say. If your word cannot be trusted, it cannot be trusted. Swearing on your grandmother's life or on a stack of Bibles does not increase your, your credibility if you are a person who is not to be trusted. The old categories are being scrambled. Jesus is saying that life in the kingdom is marked not only by a different way of living, but a different understanding of life entirely. The new thing that is happening is not a new and improved old community. Rather, it is a reconciled and beloved community in which all people are treated with dignity, respect, and affirmation. And that is why this reading, <clears throat> the gospel that we have just read, is paired with Paul's slapping down of the Corinthians. In no uncertain terms, he's telling them that they have no spiritual depth at all. They are babies, still squabbling about which preacher they like best. I like Paul, I like Apollos. It's that, kind of, it's that kind of talk. He's telling them that they are not ready for this new reality. The Corinthians are still fleshy because they're acting as though the resurrection of Jesus has not changed a thing. They have failed to realize how the gospel of Jesus crucified and resurrected has brought a new reality, a new creation. They're still acting as though the pursuits and goals of the world are defining the church. Now I wonder if we are still doing that, acting as though the pursuits and the goals of the world are also for the church. Not so much in this congregation, but other Anglican churches 
are concerned that they don't have enough growth in their church. And they look to the priest to save and grow the ministry. She's young. She'll make us grow. Paul reminds them that each and every one of us is called to nurture and water with mercy, compassion, love and justice and leave whatever growth in whatever form to God. That is the new reality in which we live. Reconciled and beloved, treating each other with dignity, respect and affirmation, calling each of us to go far and beyond the standard of care, going far and beyond the standard, the the respect that we give to one another, going far and beyond the dignity ascribed to another human being, going far and beyond what the surrounding society expects us to do. That is what Jesus is calling his disciples to do. And that is what Paul is chastising the Corinthians for not doing. So for us, let us strive to go far and beyond. Amen.